the cut still open, the wound still raw. It's hard to believe. Nuflo ateres reishenu. We mourn the loss of the great commander-in-chief of the Jewish people, the Ponovich Rosh Yeshiva, the undisputed Gadol Hadar and leader of the Jewish people, Rav Gershon Edelstein, Zechreina Levracha. It's hard to believe, but he was actually born a hundred years ago, 1923, back in the Soviet Union. He spent his decades Spreading Hashem's Torah, being Marbit's Torah for literally over 80 years, holding a position of Torah leadership, spreading the Almighty's wisdom, coaching other Torah scholars, and encouraging the youth. The Panovich Rosh Yeshiva was really like the steady heartbeat of the Jewish people, and as other great rabbis would. Come on to the scene and then leave, pass away, God forbid. No matter what was going on, we always had our captain of the ship. The Godel Adar Zechreina Levracha was a Talmud he learned in Lomja and Petach Tikva. He quickly blossomed into a brilliant Torah mind and a leader of the Jewish people. He was voted in and asked to give the Shear, to become the Magid Shear in Ponovich by the Gedolim. And he, like we said, the heartbeat, he never missed a day. He never took off for 80 years, literally spreading being Marbitz, the Almighty's Torah and wisdom. He held countless rabbinic positions. He was asked by the Ponovich Arov, Rabbi Yosef Shlomo Kahanaman, to give Shirim to some refugees, some Holocaust survivors. The Chazan Ish asked him to give another shear. He gave Matzei Shabbos an open shear to different people about the laws of Taharis that was in memory of his wife when his wife had passed away. He was always there to support people. He was constantly encouraging other Torah scholars. And definitely when he burst onto the scene at the end of his life, when really the public could not get enough of his wisdom, still he continued to help and encourage everyone that he met. Kind of some interesting facts that I discovered in reading about his life. He was actually the chauffeur blower, the Baltaikea in Ponovich Yeshiva. He spent some time, actually, living in the home of the great Gadol Remecha Yehuda Lefkowitz. He was a jack of all trades and a master at all of them. Now, anytime a tzaddik passes away, it's a scary thing because the tzaddik can protect us. We don't even know how much we are spared from just because of their existence on our planet. And when they leave us, also a town, I can imagine a world loses its beauty. It loses its luster and vigor. And indeed, the reason one says Kaddish after a loved one passes away is because there's a void in the world. There's a certain emptiness without that individual. And we say Kaddish for 11 to 12 months. And one can't help but think about how large that crater, that crevice, that massive hole and void that we are left with. 
without Rabbi Gershon Edelstein Zechrein Levracha. Achare most Kedoshim, after a person dies, truly they become even more Kadosh. The stories are going to start to flow forth, biographies after biographies. And here today, I just want to highlight three different areas of expertise that Reb Gershon Zechrein Levracha was world-renowned for, and people would really travel miles across the globe to discuss with him in these three areas. In Chinuch, in education, he was the go-to, the address for students and Rabbeim, Mechanchim, and teachers as well. How many videos already have we seen of the Rosh Hashiva saying, you have to do it with love, he would say, you would always have to really try to instill a love of Torah, a love of the Almighty inside of the children. And he was very fond of saying how really without love, without an enjoyment of the topic, of his service, then eventually it will wilt and fall away. He would tell Rabbeim not to be afraid to say that they don't know something or if they made a mistake to try to really build the honest bond between Rebbe and Talmud. And truly, it's very interesting that this next thing isn't more famous, but the Rosh Hashiva used to tell teachers how and who to talk to in a classroom so that everyone gains the most. There's obviously the more gifted minds of the class. There are those that struggle to retain and understand. And then there are those in the middle, the benonim of the class. So who to properly speak to when preparing the lecture, the class, and how do you create an environment that everyone gains from the shear? He said that a mechanic should prepare the lesson and give it so that it is made for the smart ones, for the gifted ones in the classroom. It should be easily understandable and retainable for those gifted minds so that also they'll feel challenged. They'll feel like they're really getting something. They'll feel like this is at my level. They'll want more while the rung beneath it of the next level mind will have to work and with enough toil will get it. And then also those that are less fortunate, still for them, they also with this same level sheer should be able to still pick out pieces of it. And if it's really a clear and easily retainable for the brilliant minds, even the less gifted minds can still understand a portion of the class. I'd like to interject here that these three different highlights of his life, areas of expertise, come from Rabbi Gladstein and his eulogy. He spoke about these three things, and I am seeking to reiterate them. A second area of expertise was his unprecedented, unparalleled shalom bias, the peace in his home and the way that he would teach it to others how to create tranquility, serenity inside one's home, how to let the Shekhinah live there and he would teach others how to teach shalom bias and he would give lectures about it. People would seek his advice. He would say over and over that, a man should be also very careful and just say, really, he could sum it down, sum it up to two words, lishtok ulechabed, to remain silent at the right times and to give honor, 
to honor your wife, to listen, to not always talk. And over and over, encouraging and dealing with individual cases of how to bring shalom, peace, back into the home. Another area of greatness was his unique approach to Talmud Torah, the actual learning of the Almighty's Torah. He would say over and over about the clarity one needs in Torah study. He would speak ceaselessly to the idea of proper study of Hashem's Torah. Not always overdoing it with different opinions and sources and mefarshim and connections and going this way and getting too over bogged down, too much information and not ending up with anything. But important to get what's on the page, to master the Gemara's Shakla Vitaria, the back and forth with Rashi and Toysvis' questions back and forth, getting into the Suya, getting clarity, enjoying it, building on that from there. But to acquire what is on the daf is paramount and vital. His shear that he would give daily was world-renowned for its clarity. It's just, it was sweet like sugar. Everything came together. How many, if you think about it, millions of people listened to his shiurim, his Torah talks. Like the voice of an angel, the clarity, the enjoyment in the Talmud Torah and imparting it to his students. But really... The more that we think and study this great man's character and service of the Almighty, the more inspired we should become and the more we should see what we have lost. Rabbi Gladstein cited Rabbi Yonason Eibschitz, who taught that when a great person leaves the world, so too his rungs, his spiritual accomplishments have, so to speak, now become hefker. They've now become ownerless and a person can really grab onto them. A person can seek to mimic that great person and make an acquisition on those now ownerless milos. A person should become motivated by the godless, by the greatness that this flesh and blood, that this human person acquired. I can't help but just become so inspired by his just consistency. Really, I imagine if he died at 100 and he was born in 1923, maybe it took him 20 years until he was really at a place of some authority, some rabbinic role for 80 years to spread Hashem's Torah and teach it every single day in and out. And who knows how much tsaris, how much agmas nefesh that he went through. Could not have been an easy life with all of the different travelings and wanderings. But yet, the heartbeat of the Jewish world, the lave of Klal Yisrael, and just continued to beat on in Panovich Yeshiva. In conclusion, I heard over from Rabbi Brog that there is a Meshachachma, Rav Meir Simcha, Zuchrayna Levracha, cite Gemara about the death of Tzadikim and what it means for the world when the righteous are taken from us. The Gemara compares the death of Tzadikim to the day of Yom Kippur, in that both bring kapara, atonement, to the world, to the Jewish people. And why is that? I understand, one understands Yom Kippur, but what's the connection to the death of the righteous? The Meshachachma explains that Yom Kippur is 
a really gift from God. It's a special time. The day itself, that 24-hour period on the 10th of Tishrei, is a really ace rutzum. It's an auspicious, it's a special time, a time of forgiveness. If a person buys into the day, it sounds like even the day itself brings atonement. And says the Meshachachma, so too, when the righteous are taken from us, it becomes a yoim simcha, becomes an ace ratzon in heaven because the Almighty is welcoming back, welcoming in one of his soldiers, welcoming in a general. He's greeting a 100-year-old marbitz Torah, Rosh Shiva Amagid Shir, someone who acquired madregas upon madregas in Emuna. In his Shalom Bayis, in his Midas Toivis, in his Chenech Abonim, in his Limud Musar, in his Yerashomayim. And now the trumpets are playing in heaven and they're welcoming in this Godol Adar. In heaven, they welcomed another member into that lofty circle of the righteous that are sitting, basking in the glory, basking in the light of the Almighty being Nehenem Iziv Ashkina and sitting with crowns on their head, now welcoming in Rev Gershon Edelstein Zechreina Livracha. So, an Ace Ratzon down here. A time for prayer. A time to say to Hillam. A time to double down on your efforts. A time to try to use this Ace Ratzon, this time of Kapara, to try to increase your connection. To Akadish Baruch Hu, a time that there are roles in Kali Yisrael open, a time that there's a void, a crater, a gaping hole inside of the world, and it's a time to go out and be Koina Madregos. The Ponovitcher Rosh Yeshiva was the example of consistency. He was a mechanich par excellence. His Talmud Torah and devotion, diligent devotion to Torah study was unparalleled. The undisputed Gadol Hadar, the master of Shalom Bayis, the commander-in-chief of the Jewish people, and he now is no longer with us. Baruch Dayan HaEmes, Blessed is the true judge, Hagoin Harav Hagodol Yerachmiel Gershon Edelstein Zichroina Levrocha Yehi Zichroy Baruch. His memory should be a blessing.